Welcome to the Palmetto Street Church of God message podcast. We pray that you are inspired by today's message, and we hope that you share and subscribe to this podcast so that the gospel of Jesus Christ can go forth and reach many people in our world today. Enjoy the message. Now to the prettiest preacher that has ever graced this stage, no doubt, no doubt. Amen. My lovely wife's come to minister. You obey the Lord. Amen. Well, once again, happy Mother's Day. I'm so glad everybody's here today. I mean, there's a lot of you. <laughs> so glad you're here. Um, I want to say hello to my mama. Happy Mother's Day. BB, happy Mother's Day. We're so glad y'all are here. I'm honored to be standing where I am. Maybe a little shaky, but it's an honor. So thank you so much for giving Pastor the opportunity to feel free to do this. So thank you very much. Um, We're going to go ahead and get started with the scripture. It's Judges 5, chapter 5, verses 1 and 2. So you won't have to stand long. Then Deborah and Barak, the son of Abinoam, sang on that day, saying, When leaders lead in Israel, when the people willingly offer themselves, bless the Lord. All right, let's pray. Lord, I thank you for this opportunity. I thank you for mothers. I thank you for what you've already done in this place and for the hearts you've already touched. I pray that you would just have your will. I pray that you would open the hearts of the people, that they would hear you and not see me. In your name I pray, amen. All right, you can sit down. I told the other group they didn't have to tell their neighbors anything, like harass them, say, you look good. (laughs) Just sit down and... Enjoy yourselves. All right, so um, first off, have you ever felt overwhelmed? Everybody in this room is probably saying yes. I'm saying yes because I'm standing here. Um, But I told them I thought that this was a joke. Neil mentioned this and was like, I think I'm going to get you to speak for Mother's Day. And I said, (laughs) yeah, right. And then... Pastor Eric asked me for a picture, and I thought he was doing, like, a collage with some mamas. So I was like, okay. And then he was like, never mind. I got one, and I got the flyer from Pastor Johnny, and that was not the collage I thought it was going to be. So thank you all, pastors. That was cool. Um, But seriously, we've all been in a position where we felt overwhelmed, and it's not just mothers. COVID-19, 2021, this brought on all kind of changes and some of them are just flat-out overwhelming. Um, It changed our everyday life. Um, This year, for me, I started a new job at a new school. My boys both started at new schools. Um, We're working here to get Palmetto Street back to a normal, somewhat normal, after 14 months of craziness. Um, But overwhelming is what can describe a lot of it. So things come, up, come at us from all different directions, and most of the time it's when we least expect it. You know, sometimes God gives you that little push that something's coming, and you know how to prepare, but sometimes it just kind of blindsides you. So we're going to talk about how the mother of Israel, which was Deborah, she was standing in a war zone. There's all kind of stuff going on around her, but she kept her song. So that's what... I guess if it was given a title, it would be Keep Your Song. So I was excited to get into Judges and to study more about Deborah 
and I was able to share some with your scholar of a pastor, um, because <laughs> I studied it a little more than he did. So Judges 5 is referred to as Deborah's song. So that was good for me. I love music. Here we go. Um, Deborah was also a judge, and this was in a time when Israel is constantly running back, running to God, and then running away from God. And we see that in the world today. People are coming because they need something, coming because they're hurt, a loss or anything. They run, they get it, and then they let go of it and go right back to where they started. So we can sum up Israel's time in four words. Sin, suffering, supplication, and salvation. There was sin everywhere in Israel. Because of that, they were suffering. Then they started begging for help. That was their supplication. Just means to beg for help. And then came about salvation. So um, it was just a, the background of that story. It's a lot of going back and forth. And Deborah's called in to be a judge. Okay, she was not only a judge, she was also a prophetess. She truly followed after God's heart. She wanted with all of herself to listen to the voice of the Lord. God used her to do big things. So on this Mother's Day, I want to share with you three characteristics that Deborah possessed and that I believe if we strive for those same qualities that we'll be able to keep our song in times that may be overwhelming or even when we don't understand. So, first thing about Deborah, she was a leader. All right, everybody can say, oh, that's easy to say. She was a judge. Of course she led. She had to make decisions. She had to give advice. Well, it's hard to be a leader if nobody's following you. So you can be in a position of leadership with absolutely no one following you. Um, I joked earlier, if you ever played um, Follow the Leader by yourself, you may look a little weird, um, especially if you're playing, I mean, in a parking lot or, you know, in a church, just going and going and going and nobody's there. It's not really, you're not really getting the purpose of the game. So if you're a leader with no followers, you're not getting the purpose of the word. So um, a few minutes ago, I talked to you about how Deborah listened to the voice of the Lord. Because she did that, people gladly followed her. 1 Corinthians 11 and 1, it says, And you should imitate me just as I imitate Christ. Or some translations say you should follow me as I follow Christ. We all have chances to lead people now. Technology has changed our world completely. You can be on one side of the world and you can be a witness or a leader for somebody on the other side of the world. Um, you can Facebook. People see that all over the place, just one little thing you do. You can be a leader, and you may say, oh, I just work this little old job at the hospital. Be a leader. If you're a nurse, be a leader. If you are a homemaker, be a leader. If you're a business owner, be a leader. And students, this is your chance to lead. Um, our good-looking pastor, <laughs> you're welcome, he always says, that we don't want workers here at Palmetto Street. We want leaders. So when God gives each of us, because he does, he gives each of us a calling or a mission. 
And you may say, I just sit here. I don't. Okay, well, you've got a calling. You might not be on stage. You might not be standing at the door, but you have a calling on your life. Um, But when he gives us that mission or that calling, it can't be polluted by our desire to have the approval of the society around us. I mean, have you looked at the world lately? (laughs) We don't really need to have their approval. God put that inside of us, and we have to follow him to be leaders of the the world, the people around us. So we have to lead. We have to be a leader, be a leader like Deborah. Deborah was also an influencer. So she's a leader and an influencer. If we look back in Judges 4, it's a cool little story about how she's standing there, she's under the palm tree, and people are coming to her, asking her for, you know, she's, they're going to her for judgment. And then she gets a word from the Lord. Well, she goes to Barak, and he says, she tells him what's going on, what, he, what he's got to do. He said, okay, but you're coming with me. Okay, so she influenced this military general enough to do what she said, but he wanted her with him. So she had influence there. We also, if you look at 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 5, we can see there, there's some influential ladies in this story. It says, I remember your genuine faith, that first filled your grandmother Lois and your mother Eunice. And I know that some faith, that same faith, continues strong in you. So Timothy, he's going through, you could say a trial, but I mean, it's probably a little worse than that. Um, And he's pretty defeated. And Paul's writing to him to say, hey, 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 you remember that same faith that your grandma had and the same faith that your mom had? That was put inside of you. So keep on. Keep on going. It's all right. Timothy probably didn't want to hear that, but it was the truth because it was planted inside of us. So um, we were talking about that, and I said, (laughs) I've had my own little um, Eunice's, Lois. So um, sorry, hold on. Let me find this one full part because I missed it earlier, and I'm not going to miss it today. If I can find it, sorry. Here it is. Got it. All right, so um, my grandma, she, my granny, you know, I have a mama and a granny. So my granny was the one that loved music, and she had this dream that all of us were going to be, you know, these great musicians. Um... We were, she would go to consignment shops and buy trumpets and uh, clarinet. She had a piano in her house. She had banjos, steel guitars, regular guitars, whatever it was, you know, harmonica. She was going to get our grandkids, her grandkids to play. She wanted to travel in band, I think. So finally she gave up on all these things for me and we all had to take piano lessons. Two years. We had to ride the bus to her house and we had piano lessons after school. Well, after all those two years, I walked away with Jolly Old St. Nicholas, and that is all I can play. Um, so she went on to plan B. She said, all right, well, that's enough for Jessica. Let's, she likes music. Let's try that. Let's try something else. So she had this whole wall that my papa and my daddy built. It had soundtracks in it. That was a long time ago. Um, but she would let me on Sunday afternoons, I could go through there and I could sing all these different songs. And if it was my Sunday on Sunday night to have a special, then I could sing whatever. 
She was just confident. She knew I was going to just, you know, bring it down in the house. Well, I was six years old, and I sang a song about my marriage being restored. And she sat right there and worshipped, and my mama was on the piano mortified. (laughs) Um, But my granny believed in me, and she was going to let me do whatever it was (laughs) that I felt like I was called to do. So... Um, then I have my mama. She is a prayer warrior, and she continues to show me God's faithfulness. Um, she's taught me about handfuls on purpose. Um, she makes me want to know the word more. She brings it to life when she teaches. She's an awesome Bible teacher. Um, but she also let me teach when I was little in her bedroom or extra bedroom with her, her little figures and she had me a roll book. I was going to take attendance, make sure everybody was paying attention. And she helped me with that. Um, she influenced me by letting me know that, you know, little as much of God is in it. And she showed that her whole life. When some people thought she didn't have anything, she had God, and that's all she needed. Um, and then I have my Eunice, my mother. She used to sing over me. You know, every, every mama, even if you can't sing, you're going to sing for your babies. <laughs> but my mama could sing. She could play the piano. So if we were home and we wanted to have church, we wanted to have play church, she was going to get on that piano and play, let us have a concert. She got us a karaoke machine. And, of course, it did have secular music that came with it, so we had to get rid of that um, because we don't do that in the church of God. Um, so, but we... I mean, we, me and my brother, we always played. We were always doing something. His drum set, she would let us beat the hound out of it. And we, and we just played. We had church. <laughs> so I, but I've seen her walk through the fire, and I've seen her come out on the other side. I've seen her walking in it lately, and she's still here. <laughs> so I've seen the faithfulness through her. Um, so she influenced me. So I have all these people influencing me, so that's where we come in. We have to see who we're influencing. So we need to be people of influence, not just people taking up space. Um, So that's where I'm going to go there. Now, Deborah was also, so she was a leader, she was an influencer, and she was a worshiper. And you can say, well, duh, chapter 5 is... The song of Deborah, she was worshiping. But it's a little different here because they had already received the victory in chapter 4. It was a celebration. So she's singing, celebrating her victory. But sometimes you have to sing even if you don't see the victory. So it's a powerful weapon, singing is. Um, You can come to a crossroads and, or a trial or something, and you say, there's no way out. But if you sing, it changes your whole perspective when you're singing worship to the Lord because it's kind of hard to it's kind of hard to be in a bad mood or to do anything when you're singing praises to the one who made you. Um, so, and you may say, listen here, you don't know what I've been through this week. You don't know what I've been through this year. I don't. I mean, unless you've told me, but... I don't, but I do know that if we're believers of like faith, we have the same God. And we hear all these testimonies of these great things that God has done in people's lives, but what has he done in your life? 
he's brought you through before, you might not remember it right now. But when you look back, you'll say, yes, he did. So if you're in it right now, just keep holding on. On March 7th, I could have turned the music off. <laughs> I could have just said, forget it. <laughs> um, but everybody has a situation that's different. And you might see defeat, and that's all you can see. But, um, and, you know, you might want to give up when you see defeat. It's easy. I mean, you know, when you're little and you're on a baseball team and you go on the field or a football team or, you know, any, any kind of a event, like a sporting event or any kind of competition, and you see the other people and they look like pros and you look like you borrowed your grandpa's uniforms, you're going to feel defeated. And it would be easy to say, oh, my stomach hurts. I'm going to have to go sit on the sideline. Or I don't think I can do this one. Leave me in the dugout. Or you can stand up and say, eh, I'm prepared. I know what I'm going to do. I know what I have to do. And you get out there and fight. Um, but on March 7th, my brother, who we had really just gotten back as my brother, He took his last breath here. And it was easy to say, are you kidding me? COVID, you know, my mom's been sick for almost 10 years. Really? We just got him back. Really? But the world stood still for just a second. I didn't feel like I could breathe, but I let that breath out. And when I did, I said, okay, God, here I am. I'm still, I can still hear that song, and I'm going to keep going. Um, but, you know, we go through stuff, and I don't want to say, you can't do that. Don't get down, because we're human. This is a fleshly body, and we walk on the, the earth, you know. We're not in heaven. So when trials come, it's, it's, it's human nature to say, well, that's awful. I just don't think I can do it. But it's the part where you have to get back up and say, yes, I can. So, you know, when it knocks, you remember like on the playgrounds when you'd be on a swing and you'd fall out? <laughs> maybe not, maybe just me, but <laughs> fall out and it knocks the wind out of you? Eventually, you have to breathe again. <laughs> it comes back. It might not feel like it at first, but it always comes, and it'll start back. That's where you are sometimes in trials, or that's where I am. I just think, that ain't gonna happen. <laughs> but, God, is always there. Um, I realized God is almighty. He is all-knowing, even when we don't understand. I didn't see the why, and I have lots of questions that are still unanswered, but I know that I can't lose my song. I know that God's brought me too far. I have too many people that have been leading me, too many people that have influenced me, and too many people that have shown me what a worshiper is to stop now. So during 2021, God has brought um, several songs back to my mind that have helped me. Um, there's some new ones. There's some old ones. You know, I'm going back to, you can come on up, sorry. I'm not good at that yet. <laughs> there's some um, new ones, some old ones. You know, I just jam out in my car, and 
you know, in the middle of the night, Neil will come up there and, what you doing in the living room? And I'm playing my music. <laughs> but Thank You, Jesus, for the Blood was a song that was my brother's testimony, and it carried me for a while. Um, that was one of our Easter songs. Thank you, Pastor Russell. Um, but we're about to share another song today. And this song talks about how God has already won the battle, how he's already supplied every need, even needs we don't know about yet. He's already supplied them. Um, he's brought miracles when we needed them. Everybody needs a miracle every now and then. Um, and in this song, when we sing it, and when you sing it, when you learn it, you're just simply testifying about what God will do even when you're in the midst of overwhelming situations and overwhelming circumstances. So um, I'm asking you, when you come to a battle or you come to a crossroads, what are you going to do? Are you going to turn the music off or are you going to keep your song? That over the years, I 
Thank you for listening to our podcast. We hope you are inspired by today's message. Be sure to subscribe to this podcast and to follow us on our social media. If you would like to give to this ministry, visit us at pscog.org. Stay safe and have an incredible day in Jesus' name.